Everybody, welcome back to the Sunny Day Review. I'm Brian. I'm Jillian. Jillian, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Uh, <laughs> excited to talk about two more episodes in this this episode. What are we covering today? Uh, so today we are covering season three, episodes ten and eleven, being Amends and Gingerbread. Uh, all right, all right. So and uh, so before we jump in, uh, for anybody who didn't listen to the last episode which i don't know why you'd listen to this one and not listen to those i yeah. mean the wish is freaking awesome so mm. i don't know but um so i am getting over the flu <laughs> so if i cough or sneeze or clear my throat or sniffle i apologize um <laughs> i yeah i'm just i'm still battling my way through this a little bit all right well hopefully talking about buffy will, will lift your spirits and Yes. Gets you feeling a little bit better. So without further ado, let's talk about Amends. All right. So Amends is season three, episode 10. It originally aired December 15th, 1998. This is their kind of Christmas episode. Mm. Uh, and it was written and directed by Joss Whedon. All right. So usually pretty good. We'll see if this one holds up. Yep. Uh, so let's see. The episode starts off with a flashback to one of Angelus's gruesome murders before mm-hmm. he was uh, ensouled. So before he became his, or before he got his soul back and mm-hmm. became Angel. Uh, Angel wakes up. Clearly, he was having a nightmare about what we just saw in the mm-hmm. flashback. Uh, he heads out for a walk. We find out that it's Christmas time and supposed to be very uh, supposed to be a very sunny Christmas in <laughs> sunny California. Uh, in sunny Dale. Yes. All places. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like it's weird, uh, or I, I feel like it must be really weird for people who live in warmer climates around Christmas time, because so much about Christmas is like snow and the cold. You know what I mean? Um, we obviously don't have that problem. If anything, right. it's too cold and too snowy in our yeah. neck of the woods. So I always think it's it's kind of weird to see like a California Christmas. As someone who has experienced two Florida Christmases these last two years, okay. it is very weird. <laughs> um, so my parents retired and moved down to Florida. Mm-hmm. And so the last two years I've gone down there for Christmas. And it's like, they put lights on palm trees. <laughs> it's it's very weird. Mm-hmm. And like, I always associate a Christmas with like snow yeah, and, yeah. you know, and it's, it's very weird. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, uh, last Christmas, we were literally hanging out in my parents' pool on Christmas Day outside. And that doesn't sound so bad. It just sounds it's weird. It's not bad. It's just very weird. Yeah. I'm like, what is this? It doesn't feel like Christmas. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, <All right>. yeah. <laughs> Back to Buffy. Sorry I took us <laughs> on that tangent. We are clearly two very uh, New England people. Mm. Let's just put it that way. From the North. <laughs> Yes. So Angel heads out for a walk. Um, Buffy and Angel run into each other. Uh, she was out Christmas gift shopping, mm. and it's awkward. <laughs> um, clearly, they haven't seen each other since the end of Lover's Walk. Mm. Um, Angel looks over Buffy's shoulders, lo- looks over Buffy's shoulder, and sees uh, the man that he like killed mm. in the flashback that we saw that he right. was just dreaming about. So he's like, "What the hell?" Um, Let's see. Buffy is talking to Willow and Xander about Angel's odd behavior. 
they suggest talking to Giles, but Buffy said that she'd rather not because he's still twitchy about the subject of Angel. It's like understandable. It's nice, yeah. It's nice that Buffy like understands that, mm. but it's completely understandable of Giles, <laughs> considering that, like we said in the last episode, it's like it's just the guy that killed his girlfriend and then tortured him. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. Oz tracks down uh, tracks down Willow at school and pulls her aside. He says that seeing her with Xander made him really angry. Um, and we know we know Oz. He's not an angry guy. No. Um, he says that he doesn't know if it'll ever be over between Xander and Willow, but uh, what he does know is that he misses her a lot and would be get, would be willing to give it another shot. Mm. So I'm just like, sweet. I love Oz. But yeah, he's very mature um, of him. Yeah, and he, like, pulls her into a hug, and he, like, cradles her head, and just the look of, like, relief on his face. <laughs> just like, oh. Oh, man. Um, so let's see. Joyce and Buffy are uh, shopping for a Christmas tree. Joyce suggests inviting Faith to join them on Christmas Eve, mm. but Buffy's not sure about it. Um, Buffy suggests inviting Giles, but Joyce shoots that idea real quick. <laughs> Or shoots down real quick. Yeah. Clearly, there's still some awkwardness between them uh, from the events of Band Candy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we find that. Uh, uh, nah, still further down in the season. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we find out there's more stuff that, that happened yeah. in Band Candy than we were originally mm. aware about. Mm. Or actually, no, I think I, I think I referenced it. You may have. Yeah. It's in this season. It's fine. Oh man. Um. So let's see. Uh, there's an area of trees at the, like, they go to, like, a tree farm. Mm. Uh, so there's an area of trees that are all dead. The owner of the tree farm tells Buffy that uh, trees on that area of land keep dying out for some reason. Yeah. Um, let's see. We quickly cut over to another dream of angels where he sees hooded men with crazy scars over their eyes worshipping underground. Angel wakes up and goes to Giles for help. Giles arms himself with a crossbow before inviting Angel in. He tells Giles that he's had dreams about the past lately and he's been reliving past murders. He says that he wants to know why he was freed from the demon dimension. Uh, as Giles moves, the ghost of Jenny Calendar is revealed right behind Giles. Uh, it's clear that Angel can see her, but Giles can't. Angel is freaked out by Jenny's ghost and runs from Giles' apartment. Understandable. Also. Yeah. It's like all of these past people that he's killed are coming back to haunt him, and he's mm. like, "Why?" And especially with this one, where we actually have a uh, like a history as an audience with this particular murder victim. Yes. Yeah, I really yeah. think uh, the actress must have had a lot of fun playing this up, playing oh, this yeah. role, <laughs> just tormenting well, Angel. It's, yeah, it's like almost polar opposite from who she was as a human. So. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Angel continues to have horrible dreams about murders he committed during uh, his time as Angelus. Um, Buffy goes to Giles to ask for help for Angel, and Giles agrees, as uh, do the rest of the Scoobies, so they agree to like try to help figure out what's going on with him. Mm. Uh Angel wakes up but continues to be tortured by ghosts of his past victims, so now they're not just coming to him, like, in his dreams. It's also, like, just straight up in front of his face mm. uh, when he's awake. 
The Jenny ghost convinces Angel to go back to sleep. Back at the library, Buffy has fallen asleep, and somehow Buffy and Angel both end up in the same dream. Uh, they dream they are in bed together having sex, and uh, there is one of the scarred, eyed, hooded guys in the corner. Then Angel bites Buffy, and they both wake up. Mm. The Jenny ghost tries to convince Angel to go to Buffy and kill her. Angel says no, uh, but the ghost says, this is what you are. This is why we brought you back. Take her, and then you'll be ready to kill her. Mm. Uh, so let's see. So, I mean, clearly, whatever this is that's the the causing the dreams and also causing the ghosts um, is claiming credit for bringing Angel back mm. from the demon dimension. Uh, Giles tracks down letters that speak of an ancient power known as the first evil. It's older than man or demons, um, which could have had the power to bring Angel back. Mm. Uh, Buffy says that she recognizes the scarred-eyed guys from her dream, and Giles explains that they are the bringers. They are the high breed, the high priests uh, of the first. They're kind of like the minions. Mm. Um, and they can conjure ghosts and set them on people to try to influence them, which is exactly what we see happening with Angel. Mm -hmm. uh, Giles says Buffy can't fight the first because it doesn't have a physical manifestation. Mm -hmm. uh, but she can fight the bringers. So she goes to Willie the Snitch, so we see him again, right. uh, to get information um, about the bringers. He says that they're underground. Um, let's see. Oz and Willow are having a movie night and willow springs a very romantic situation on him mm. uh she's got you know candles lit the fire's going um she's got like barry white or somebody playing <laughs> in the background right. um let's see she says that she's ready for them to be together mm. and um she's clearly like very nervous but also like you know she's just happy to have him back and i think she wants she thinks that this is a way that she can like keep him right um i i i don't condone the use of sex <laughs> your relationship together but yes, you know that doesn't usually uh, work out very well no but oz um is is incredibly sweet about it and mm. says that he's not ready for them to be together but that she doesn't need to prove anything to him mm. Because I think it was her way of trying to prove that, like, she likes him more than Xander or right, something right. like that. He's like, you don't have to prove anything to me. Mm. So he he deals with it in his very loving, caring, sweet Oz way. And I love him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's see. Faith shows up for Christmas dinner at the Summers' house. Uh, Buffy runs upstairs to get her presents and finds Angel in her room. He's acting very strange. Like, he's trying to decide if he wants to attack Buffy, and we see that Jenny's ghost is still there, whispering in his ear for him to kill Buffy. Uh, Angel chooses to run and jumps out the window. It's a lot. Yeah. And she's like, what the... You, you just got here, and you just jumped out the window? Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, so let's see. Buffy leaves Faith to protect Joyce in case Angel comes back, and then goes to speak to Giles. She wants to track down the bringers so they will lift the spell they're using on Angel. Giles points out that if Angel really does become a danger, Buffy might have to kill him again. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, 
let's see, back at the mansion, the first is still trying to manipulate Angel into killing Buffy, telling him that he's not a fighter, that he's weak, and he will kill Buffy. Uh, Angel says that he'd rather kill himself than be a danger to Buffy. So, I don't know. This... We'll get there. (laughs) There are multiple reasons why I don't like this episode. Mm. Um, So, let's see. Buffy figures out that the bringers are beneath the Christmas tree farm, which is why the the trees keep dying. Uh, She goes after them with an axe that she found at the tree lot. (laughs) (laughs) I have in my notes, seriously, Buffy, you went after them without any weapons and you just had to use one that you found um buffy fights the bringers and destroys their like um their table mm-hmm. yeah so he she like destroys like the table that they're all sitting around that they're trying to, that they have to use for the spell um she's then confronted by uh jenny's ghost that she could finally see the first email starts monologuing and buffy gets bored pretty quickly <laughs> Well, because, I mean, um, the first has no physical manifestation, so Mm. all it can do is talk. Right. So Buffy's like, okay, we can't fight. Uh, I'm bored now. (laughs) (laughs) Which, uh, there is a part where Ghost Jenny is trying to manipulate Angel, and it does look like she touches the sides of his head. Mm. Which I thought was interesting. I'm like, maybe it's like, um... Have you ever seen like those videos where people do the science experiment where they have somebody put their arm on one side of a mirror and then there's mm. a fake arm? Yeah, yeah. And the person touches the fake arm and they say that they can feel it on right. their arm. It's like power of suggestion almost. Mm. Um, so I'm wondering if that's the only reason that like Angel felt something. I don't yeah. know. Because the first should not be able to make physical contact. <laughs> that's like a right. very important point. Mm-hmm. Um so let's see. Uh, the first tells Buffy that Angel will be dead by sunrise. Uh, so Buffy takes off to go find him. Buffy finds Angel at the top of the hill wanting, waiting for the sun to come up. Mm. Angel, um, er, uh, Buffy begs Angel to get inside as the sun is coming up. Angel admits that he wants her and he knows it will cause him to lose his soul again and a part of him doesn't care. Mm. Um... So Angel doesn't think he's worth saving and that the world wants him gone. Mm. Uh, So I actually, I have the actual lines in my, (laughs) in my notes. I don't, I don't know. You don't Um, have to read them if you don't want to. I just, basically, I'll I'll read Buffy's part because this is important. Um, so strong being strong is fighting it's hard and it's painful and it's every day it's what we have to do and we can do it together but if you're too much of a coward for that then burn which basically is like then die Mm -hmm. um if i can't convince you that you belong in this world then i don't know what can Mm -hmm. uh but do you expect me to watch or uh but do not expect me to watch do not expect me to mourn for you because and then she never finishes that sentence because it starts snowing <laughs> in California. Yeah. Um, so they realize, yeah, they realize the sun isn't going to come up and the world clearly doesn't want Angel to die. Mm. Um, so yeah, it snows in Sunnydale. Yes. Yeah. And that's how the episode ends. Mm. 
with them walking down the street yeah. in the snow on and Christmas. We, yeah, we see uh, Xander outside because apparently he has like a yearly Christmas camp out on the yard with mm-hmm. cookies for Santa, which I, I'm I like, David, aren't you a little, aren't you a little old for that? <laughs> um, we find out earlier in the episode because Cordelia throws a jibe at him about, um, I thought you camp out every Christmas to avoid your family's drunken fights. <laughs> uh, it's just like another reference to how Xander does not have a good home life. Yep. Uh, and then we see um, Willow and Oz at Willow's house, just cuddling on her bed, mm. uh, which is very sweet. And she's like in pajamas now, like mm. before she was in like a sexy dress when she right. was like trying to seduce him. But now <laughs> she's just in like her, her Willow pajamas mm. and curled up with her boyfriend. very sweet. As far as a watch or pass on this one, honestly, I'd go with a pass. Um, I personally find it painful to watch, and it could potentially be triggering for anybody who uh, struggles with depression mm. or suicidal thoughts or like an existential crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a weak episode by any means. It's just not like a personal favorite of mine, and the snowstorm at the end is really cheesy. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. So, what's your what's your rating? I have seven in my notes. I think I have to go with more of like a six or a five. Okay. I'll go with like a five. Okay. It's just like, it's, I, I don't like the whole suicide aspect of it. Mm. I think it could be triggering. Mm. And yeah, it's it. I, no. And it's also pretty self-contained. I mean, as, and Except for the information you get about the first mm. and the fact that like Willow and Oz get back together, yeah, it's 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 pretty self-contained. Right, right. Um, I I liked. Um, I know obviously like the suicide aspect of it is hard. I gave it a seven. Um, I like the idea of Angel's struggle of like f- kind of figuring out if he will ever be able to atone for the things that he did. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think this is an episode that really obviously lays heavy into it. Um, and what well, I mean, the, the entire story arc of Angel is that over the course of both shows is like, well, is Angel one able to, you know, make up for his misdeeds, and two, is he deserving of forgiveness for mm-hmm. the things that he did? Um, yeah. which you know, I, I always kind of like that angle um and yes the ending is very cheesy <laughs> it's silly but it's you know you get a lot of the dramatic angel buffy love stuff that they like to do a lot um angel speak yeah exactly and uh i don't hate that i mean it is what it is so yeah i gave it a, i gave it a seven for me okay all right, so uh, now to an episode that uh, you're just telling me you love this episode. <laughs> I hate this episode. I hate this episode so much. I think it's so dumb. Mm. So, uh, what, so that, what episode are we talking about? That is season three, episode 11, Gingerbread. Yes. I have so many notes on this episode and I hate it. All right, well. <laughs> let's not let people wait any longer. Let's let's talk about gingerbread. 
Alright, so uh, this originally aired January 12th, 1999. It would have been the first episode back from their Christmas break. Mm -hmm. Not starting off on a high note. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, Written by Jane Espenson. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there are some good lines in here. Mm -hmm. Um, And directed by James Whitmore Jr., who has directed a bunch of episodes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So let's see. Buffy is out patrolling when Joyce shows up with snacks. Uh, she's trying to show Buffy that she supports her mm. um, and to get a better understanding of what she does as the Slayer. She cheers Buffy on while <laughs> Buffy slays a vampire, then discovers the bodies of two dead children on a playground with symbols on their hands. Yeah. Uh, she is shocked and afraid for Buffy's well-being mm. in addition to the rest of the town. Right. I mean, understandable. Pretty gruesome thing. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, they're small children. Mm. I, I, I feel bad for Joyce having to be the one to find them. Yeah, it adds a whole other level. Yeah, you know. Um, so let's see. Buffy brings the symbol that was etched into the children's hands to Giles, who says that the killer might not be supernatural. Buffy is disgusted to think that someone with a soul might have killed these kids. Which I mean, yeah, valid point. Right. <laughs> Usually in Sunnydale, they can uh, blame ninety nine point nine percent of the gruesome things that happen mm-hmm. on demons. Mm-hmm. Um, but with this one potentially being done by a human, it's it's just another level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see. At the school, Xander's trying to navigate his and Oz's relationship. Oz is Ooh. forgiving in his <laughs> man a few words way. Yeah, Oz uh, is a big man, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I, I know I give him a shout out every episode, but um, Passion of the Nerd did point out that like Oz, is, so most of the characters in these show, they learn lessons, they grow, they evolve, mm. um, they make mistakes and then learn from them. Mm. Oz is just kind of perfect all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Which he is. And I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> It just makes me love him more, so I'm okay with it. Right. Um, but yeah, so the Scoobies sit down for lunch and Amy reappears Finally. Uh, to sit with them. <laughs> we haven't seen her since Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. Mm. Uh, Joyce shows up at the school. She's still very shaken by what she saw and is working on getting a vigil set up at City Hall that night for mm. the dead children. Uh, she says she was she called everyone she knows in town and they called their friends. Mm. there's a lot of people uh joyce also mentions that willow dabbles in magic and willow says that she's glad her mom doesn't show any interest in her after school activities (laughs) right uh so let's see the vigil at city hall is very well attended including by willow's mom Mm. uh this episode is the first and only appearance of buffy's or of of willow's mother Ah, how disappointing we didn't get more of willow's mom (laughs) (laughs) Who, uh, is pretty annoying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. The mayor is in attendance and invites Joyce up to speak. Joyce points out how many times weird things happen in the town and no one seems to notice. Mm. She's not wrong. Yeah. Um, Goes back to the to the theory of it being kind of like a dairy main situation, like from Stephen King, where it's like 
the Hellmouth causes everyone to just turn a blind eye to all the messed up shit that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen before that, like, they have a cover-up story about, mm. like, gang violence, PCP. Right, right. Um, for We know that for, like, bad eggs, they use the, the excuse of, like, a gas leak or oh, something. Yeah, right. So, I mean, uh, I think it's, yeah. It's a lot of people just kind of ignoring the stuff they can't explain. Mm. Uh, so let's see. Um, uh, she says that the town doesn't belong to the people. It belongs to the monsters, witches, and slayers. Mm. Uh, weird how she includes slayers in that group of, like, bad things. I know. That's messed up. <laughs> yeah. It's like your daughter is the slayer, mm. and you know that she helps to protect not only the town, but the world. Mm. Um, so I don't faith, know. Faith is nice. Are you going to throw Faith under the bus? Yeah. But, uh, I don't think Faith so, is in this episode, know. is she? Uh, no. No, this is one of those random ones where there's like, like Faith is just not here. She's only here when we need her. I think if, if uh, she was in, like, I think there's like a certain threshold of episodes you need to be in to be considered like a series regular oh, okay, yeah you think maybe it was like oh, we i don't know she's very team. she's very involved in this like the second half of the season which might be why she's not in like these random first half episodes maybe i don't know or no i'm like more like the second or the last quarter of the season she's very very involved i don't know yeah i don't know um uh so let's see uh that night we see a witch's ceremony happening with amy willow and just another random guy who i don't know if he ever gets named uh the camera zooms out and they're all sitting around the symbol that was on the child's hands in front of them Mm. uh but we don't get really any more explanation than that right uh this the town starts getting more paranoid about anything mystical there's a locker search at the school, and Willow is caught with witch paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cops also take a lot of Giles's books. Snyder says that this is all due to Joyce's, Joyce starting a group called Mothers Opposed to the Occult, or Moo. Mm-hmm. It's right up there with Spew. You know? So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I... Of course, uh, Brian's referring to SPEW from mm-hmm. Harry Potter, yes. where it was the... Uh, what was it? Uh, was it like the society for protecting... protection of elfish welfare, or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's um, been a minute since I read those books. <laughs> I did love that part of it. <laughs> yeah, which they uh, they left out completely from the movies. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Very but disappointing. Anyway, there was enough going on; they yeah. didn't need to fill time. Oh man. Uh, let's see. But yeah, so. Uh, we got Moo now. Uh, <laughs> Joyce says the Giles will get most of the books back after the group weeds out the offensive material. So yeah. sorry, uh, demons who want to come to Sunnydale. You can. You're. We're only gonna know how to defeat you if your uh, description is not considered offensive. <laughs> right. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, Joyce asks Buffy if she thinks the town is actually getting any better despite all of her hard work as the Slayer. Uh, yeah, we know it is, actually. We've yeah. seen it. 
unfortunately, nobody else remembers that. Yeah. The only person who remembers uh, the the other reality mm. from the wish is Anya. Um, but oh my, this is just one of those ones where, like, I know that I I like to poke fun at the fact that like Joyce is never around, but this one I'm just like Joyce, just go away. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Can you go do whatever it is that you do when we don't see you? Because yeah, museum you are things. meddling in things. You are meddling in things that you know nothing about. And please just go away. <laughs> but there's also like a, a very much like a metaphorical like um, I mean the the locker search is treated like a drug bust mm. type of deal. So there's there's that kind of metaphor running throughout where it's like you know what if all of the kids were dealing were th- were into drugs mm. this is how the parents might react and yeah and they do uh, kind of equate magic use with drug use a little bit in terms do. of the toll it takes on people right yeah and also the fact that like um even giles during his ripper days when he was younger mm. they would use magic and summon a demon to get high yeah literally so literally getting high yeah throughout this this entire series really there's a strong metaphorical correlation between Mm. magic and drugs yeah buffy storms out and it is revealed that the ghosts of the two dead children are sitting at the table with joyce manipulating her Mm. Uh, i think it's interesting here that moo is going after the witches and the slayers and by extension giles Mm. they're not doing anything against the monsters we don't see cops going after vampires or demons moo is taking tools away from the group that would be able to help them Mm. um I, I imagine if Giles had his books taken away during Revelations and didn't have them to look up how to destroy the glove of Minigan. Right. So it's like they're they're only hurting the people who are fighting against uh, the bad things. They're not mm. actually doing anything against the bad things. Right. That's that's all still there. Yeah. It's very um, much like the bad things made it so the good things had to come to the town but then they're like trying to reverse engineer like if we take away the good things the bad things will go away yeah (laughs) that's not how it works um so let's see buffy is out patrolling and runs into angel they talk and buffy tells him what joyce said about the town not getting better Mm. even with all of uh her efforts angel says um her words back to her about why they fight from the last episode Mm. Which I think is kind of it's it's a nice callback. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it it gives Buffy the strength the strength to keep fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Buffy realizes that no one knows anything about the kids who died. They don't know their names. No relatives have come forward, and they don't know where they got the pictures that are on the posters. <laughs> um. So since Giles's books are gone, they use the internet. <laughs> find the same two children have been popping up and tearing communities apart every 50 years for Mm. hundreds of years right uh we figure out that the kids are hansel and gretel a manifestation of a demon that feeds on the paranoia of towns buffy tries to explain this to joyce but joyce um chloroforms her and her moo associates take down (laughs) giles yeah it's like where did joyce find chloroform I don't know. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, they bring Buffy to City Hall where she, Amy, and Willow are all tied up to stakes mm. and surrounded by Giles' books. Um, Moo plans to burn them and kill them. 
Messed up. Uh, Cordelia finds and wakes up Giles. She says, I swear, one of these days you're going to wake up in a coma. <laughs> so good. And Giles is like, wake up in a coma. Cordelia. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't have time for this. Okay. What's happening? Where's Buffy? It's like, I don't have time to argue your grammar, but no. Oh, man. I don't remember if it was in this series or like a movie I saw, but at one point there's a there's a joke somebody talks about like waking up dead. Yeah, uh, and, in the office, I think. Oh, it might have been. Yeah, like Meredith, one day you're gonna wake up and you're gonna be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like I feel like that's like the same along the same lines yeah. of like you're gonna wake up in a coma. Yeah. Um. Let's see. He does get bopped on the head a lot, though. He does. If he weren't so yeah. smart, he'd have a lot of brain damage. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have so many brain cells to lose. <laughs> All I can think of is uh, from Varsity Blues, that guy who's, like, keeping track of his concussions. Right? <laughs> um, let's see. So... Back at City Hall, Amy gets angry and tries to turn all of the Moo members into rats using the same spell that she used on Buffy and Bewitchbother and Bewildered. Mm. However, she's tied down and the spell backfires and she ends up turning herself into a rat in the process. Yeah, it's unfortunate that she can't, like, undo that as a rat, so... Yeah. Because that would have been a good way to escape. Yeah. But, no. Unfortunately not. Uh, No. Xander and Oz are at City Hall and try to get the get to the girls to rescue them from being set on fire. Giles and Cordelia make it to City Hall and are able to reveal the demon for what it truly is. Um, so, like, it doesn't look like the two dead children anymore. Mm. Buffy pulls her stake out of the ground and manages to kill the demon by impaling it. Uh, she's like, did <laughs> I get it? Because <laughs> yeah, she's, she's tied to it and gets it on an angle and then, like, spears the demon. But she can't, like, because of the way she's tied, she can't look up. So she's like, did I get it? So good. <laughs> and there's there's some great comedic timing of uh, Xander and Oz falling from the ceiling. And you, you just see Buffy there with the impaled demon <laughs> and uh, and Giles and Cordelia. And they just look around, and uh, Willow, and uh, Willow is still tied up. Yeah. And Oz is like, we're here to save you. <laughs> <laughs> like his deadpan way it's so great it's so great it's very much uh do a do a reference to star wars when padme and anakin try to save obi-wan and attack the clones and like what are you doing here we're here to rescue you as they're all tied up to the columns like good job (laughs) uh let's see um episode ends with willow and buffy trying to turn amy rat back into a human uh but they can't so buffy suggests getting her a wheel uh we also find out that willow's mom is getting good at doing the selective memory thing joyce (laughs) and the only thing she remembers is that willow is dating a musician that's okay well could be worse (laughs) because uh there's a scene where uh willow's mom is essentially trying to pull an intervention Mm. And Willow's like, there's so much going on with me that you don't know besides this witchcraft stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm dating a musician and I'm playing with the forces of darkness and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, yeah. Um, As far as a watch or pass on this one, honestly, this is another episode that I'm just not a fan of. Uh, Besides Amy becoming a rat, it doesn't have major 
ramifications right. uh, for the universe as a whole. I gave it six stakes. Yeah, I gave it a five because yeah, I think the way I kind of look at it, I feel like someone's like, we should do an episode about a fairy tale and they like worked backwards from there rather than coming up with like, I have this great idea for an episode. You know what I mean? I could be wrong, but that's how it feels to me. Someone was like, Oh, you should do an episode where it's like a modern take on a fairy tale. And yeah, eh, not, not a huge fan of it. Me neither. I hit my light. (laughs) I mean, this, this episode is really centered around the murder of two small children, mm-hmm. so I guess it's okay that we're not really a fan of it. No. Very anti-murder of two small children here on this yes. podcast. <laughs> Another hard-line <laughs> stance. <laughs> I need to start making a list of yes, these. Like, things that uh, the Sunnydale Review has outrally mm-hmm. spoken out about. Right, exactly. uh, don't cheat on your significant mm-hmm. other. Don't kill small children. Yeah. And uh, this is like a Wicked Good Show, our other podcast, where very, very hard anti-Hitler podcasts. So mm. I think we can put that in here, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Chill. Where can they find you online? Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. I don't tweet often. I don't know. I might start using it. <laughs> you got to use it. Come on. Uh, it'll be like two weeks to see that I wish you a happy birthday on Twitter. <laughs> that's, that's accurate. Um, it's because I'm on Facebook. I'm yeah, not on Twitter. Right. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I'm at Jillian underscore Swan, and that's Swan with two N's. And you can follow me there if you want. I won't take up very much room in your newsfeed. Right. Uh, so that, that's a benefit. Uh, I'm also occasionally either playing or in the comments over on uh, Twitch on the Grassblock UK channel. So come over there, say hi, see what we're all playing, Don't if I'm out. playing or, yeah. All right. And uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the fake BMR. That's B-M-A-R-R. Uh, you can find the channel on Twitter at WG Everything and Instagram at Wicked Good Everything on Twitch at twitch.tv slash we got good, uh, goodness, biffed it <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> You can find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash wickedgoodeverything. And then uh, Byte and TikTok, uh, Wicked Good Everything. And Facebook, Wicked Good Everything. You just mentioned you're on Facebook. We're on there too. So pretty much we're trying to just take that Wicked Good Everything SEO from everyone. as ours. <laughs> and this Wicked Good Podcast channel. Help us get to 100 subscribers because someone decided to make a wicked good podcast and when you search our channel sometimes their videos show up uh so don't so make us drown them out by giving us more attention please and thank you is that bad is that evil i don't think so yes (laughs) all right right. (laughs) fair enough (laughs) Get, get called out a little bit but uh, we will see you guys in the next episode. And uh, yeah, later. The Sunnydale Review is a Wicked Good Everything production. The fan art of Buffy was created by Fishbone Art. The logo was created by Tamar Kutab. The original intro and outro song was created by Alex Carl.